Hello, everybody. Welcome back for another edition of Out of Bounds. As always, I'm your host, Spencer Brown. Joining me, we have Dalton Bishop. And we have Chris Ernst. What is up, y'all? We got a lot on tap today. Should be a you know relatively shorter episode. Not a whole lot, but we do have some big stuff going on in the world of sports, including, but not limited to, the PGA Championship. Um, PGA Championship taking place at um, Southern Hills Country Club in Tulsa, Oklahoma. A little known fact, this is the fifth time that Southern Hills has hosted the PGA Championship, which is the most uh, for any championship um, um, golf course. Uh, through two rounds, as a recording, we're two rounds in. The cut has been made. Will Zalatoris is in first place at nine under. Uh, Mito Pereira, who's eight under, he was Chilean, is the would be the highest finished by a Chilean. Should he finish at second? You know, local local flavor, Justin Thomas, he's at third place right now at six under. And you can check the standings online. Um, Thomas here at the top. Tiger Woods did make the cut. Uh, Speed made the cut. A lot of, um, you know, big-name golfers. I haven't seen any big-namers that, you know, miss the cut yet. Um, okay, most of the... Okay, you get the usual favors. Actually, John Daly missed the cut. I saw he was doing well earlier in the tournament. It should be a very exciting final two rounds. You got, again, right now it's only one stroke separating first and second. Uh, it still could be anyone's tournament going down the line. Christian, I don't know how much you've seen, but do you have any thoughts early on on the PGA Championship? Um, It's been pretty good. You know, the Lee has definitely changed dramatically from yesterday. Uh, Justin Thomas has done really well. Bubba Watson has come out of nowhere. Uh, wasn't even top five, and now he is under five uh, uh, five under. Uh, Wills, a Taurus, like you mentioned, nine under. Uh, all of them kind of, you know, tee off around the same time, 250, 240. Uh, it's, it's been a really good competition. It's been really nice. And I absolutely cannot wait to watch Tiger still play. Uh, he did. He did stay above. He is a three over, but you know he is going. He has made the cut, and he will, um, he will participate and play later on. Uh, it's going to be a hard ladder to climb. Uh, you got to go. What is this? He's three, three over, and the lead is nine under. So a twelve under on the day to possibly, um, yeah, the uh, will be thirteen. Yeah, thirteen. And trying to get into the lead with Will. And Will, you know, how he's played the first two days, he's done. He's going to do really well. I've, I believe he was two under today, three under today. So they're going to be, you know, it's going to be tremendous to see Will play and let's see what Bubba Watson can do. Uh, Tiger's going to be a long uphill battle. Uh, but it's great to see Tiger Woods play. We saw him during the Masters. He did not have a great um, Masters, as we all know. I believe he was plus 13 over. He just did not have the best time coming back after his wreck and the numerous back injuries and everything, and also as he is aging. But it's great to see one of the greatest golfers to ever play, especially in our lifetimes, um, play in the PGA Championship. Hopefully he can, you know, get better and see if he can round up, you know, top you know, 2015. Let's see what he can try and do. Um, but I, I'm excited to see what happens. I've not seen anything today, but watching it Thursday, man, it golf is a very calming sport. 
Yeah. Expect that for me because you know I love football. Football is my sport, but I can go to football, to golf, kind of like that. It's it's quite amazing, and I and I will think will will kind of keep that lead. But right now, you know, just you know, just in the top five alone, you know, it's you know five under difference. But like I said, Mito is just one under Will. Justin Thomas is right there. So is Bubba. So. At two, you know, around three o'clock, watch out for these guys. It's going to be a tremendous showing uh, tomorrow on CBS. Yeah. Dolan, have you had a chance to watch the, any of the PGA Championship? Do you have any thoughts so far on it? Uh, I have. I, I've, I've not. But, you know, I'm just going to second what uh, Christian has said uh, and what you guys and what you've also said, Spence. Um, we, we honestly know how these events go. Uh, it's Pretty interesting to see uh, who I expect a really down to the wire golf tournament, um, and maybe just maybe I can catch some of it uh, here soon. Yeah, I'm actually looking over. This is a Wikipedia where I'm getting information from right here. I I didn't because I just kind of did a quick glance at it. Apparently, a world number one golfer and Masters champion Scotty Scheffler, uh, and then also Dustin Johnson, who's been very successful. They both failed to make the cut for the uh, PGA Championship, mm-hmm. um, so very unfortunate for those golfers. But uh, yeah, me, I look at it like and just kind of quickly going through some leaders. Uh, Mito Pereira, he's never he, he has a couple DNPs from major golf tournaments, so I guess this is like his first time participating in these events. Um, so again, whoever wins, I'll be fine with it. It doesn't again, it's not like it say it doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, I'll just be happy with. You know, a good showdown. I want to kind of come down to the end. I want some blowouts here. Um, we transition, trans, transition. Excuse me, over to some hockey where the Stanley Cup playoffs are going on. Uh, but before we get to the playoffs update, few news and notes. Islanders have decided to promote Lane Lambert to be their new head coach. Um, he's been an assistant coach for a few years there. Uh, after the firing of Barry Trotz recently, they decided to. Stick with, um, you know, promoting from within. Uh, Vegas Gold Knights have now moved on to their third manager in team history. They have fired uh, Peter DeBoer. They'll hire someone else soon. And then earlier today, Rick Brownness from the Saint, uh, Dallas Stars, excuse me, he has stepped down from his post. He's been in Dallas for a few years. He took over in 2020, uh, led them to the bubble Stanley Cup finals that year where they lost as an interim coach then. He got a couple full years in, and he is now decided to step down. He is getting up there in age 68, I believe, right now. Um, it did, okay, it's a little weird because he's just kind of did it out of the blue, but the Stars have a great team. Uh, Vegas, like I just mentioned, they're looking for a new coach. They've been very successful in their brief tenure uh, in the league. So whoever gets those jobs, they're stepping into a pretty winnable job. I mean, maybe Barry Trotz, who has won a Stanley Cup in the past, He'll get some looks potentially. There's probably a few other names that I'm not super familiar with that could get the call. And on to the playoff standings, we have the Colorado Avalanche, St. Louis Blues. That series tied one game apiece. Um, yesterday, um, the Tampa Bay Lightning was playing the Florida Panthers. Very close game. And the Lightning scored a game-winning goal with uh, a seeing between one to four, but a last-second goal the Lightning score to end up winning the Battle of Florida there. It's 2 nothing. Um, 
as again, as we're recording, the Carolina Hurricane are taking on the Rangers. Uh, that game is series one nothing. Carolina currently has a one nothing lead in the third period, and then on the other get series, the battle for Alberta over in Canada, the Calgary Flames lead that series one to nothing over the Oilers. Again, very fun playoffs. We had um, you know, just about almost every series went six or seven games. Um, so very fun, very exciting. We had five sevens, two go to six. We like I said, we had one sweep. So hopefully we get more game sevens in hockey because I'm always for it. And it's always good when it's a game seven in any sport because it's, you know, do or die here. Now, Dalton, I understand you got some uh, big racing news. So I'll throw it over to you for the Racing with Dalton segment. Yeah, okay. So we're going to start with some NASCAR. Let me just go ahead and get a and then uh, we'll get it going while I have everyone here. Um, I mean, it's been a long, a long week. It's taken even longer to load this. Um, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Do you guys watch it? Probably not, but. Nope. Nope. Yeah, I figured. I didn't either, so um uh, alrighty. Let's okay, some results, man. Uh well no, I take that back. I saw the very end. Um Yeah, this past race was in Kansas. Kansas and uh well Kurt Bush was able to win. It was the second win for the Jordan brand. Gotta admit, his car was kind of sick. But, um, yeah, car number 45, or car, uh, you guys can hear me good. Uh, it's, you know, he, he was able to come in and win that race. And second one for them this season, he got 50 points uh, total. Uh, he started in fifth, ended up in first. So we love to see that. Uh, Toyota manufacturer, uh, 267 laps. He completed all of them, obviously. He led 116 of the 267. Um, most of them did did finish, except for eh, about 23 racers finished the entire race. Um, Chase Briscoe started in 24th, or finished in 24th. He was one lap short, and it just went downhill from there. Other notables did not finish. Chase Elliott, Tyler Reddick. Um, those guys, uh, going back up to the top, um, his brother, Kyle, his brother, Kyle Bush was able to come in third. So we had Kurt, Kyle and Kyle, uh, Kyle Larson came in second, Denny Hamlin in fourth, Christopher Bell in fifth, Truex Jr. in sixth. Something that I noticed immediately, uh, was that the top 10 was filled with Toyota and Chevy, particularly in the top five. Four, excuse me, three, yeah, four out of the five top five were Toyota, with one Chevy being Kyle Kyle Larson, Ross Chastain uh, came in seventh, Ricky Stenhouse in eighth, Alex Bowman back into him Bowman, with all those top fives this season, uh, he came in ninth, and then Bubba Wallace uh, came in tenth, uh, he he is also driving under. 23 IX racing. Um, 
but yeah, we love to see it. Uh, me personally, I'm a Toyota fan, so I like to like to see these two racers do well. Um, let's go to the standings before we go to the next race. And to the standings, let's see what's going on. So, still no change. Um, at the very top, of course, Will Byron. Uh, 415 points, two wins, four top fives, and four top tens. Ross Chastain in second. 407, excuse me, oh my gosh, 407 points. Um, and, you know, he's got two, two wins, uh, seven top fives, and eight top tens. Chase Elliott, 475. Uh, he's got... One win, one pole, three top fives, and nine top tens. I kid you not, these are not even uh, typos. Uh, the playoff last series cutoff is at sixteen. Uh, so some of these racers have not inter have not or uh, actually like below the cutoff, like Tyler Reddick and Eric Jones, Bubba Wallace. Those guys are below the cutoff currently. They got to get up there. Um, Kyle Busch in four, he's got 417, one win, four top fives, nine top tens. Um, last year's champion is currently in seventh. Kyle Larson is in seventh currently. So that'll be something to watch out for. And Spencer's boy, Austin Sendrick, is in ninth. So congratulations, you're still in the hunt. Uh, moving on, races. Um, real quick. Uh, Texas Motor Speedway. Woo. Giddy up. Uh, the All-Star Open Race. Uh, so we're kind of in the middle of the schedule. And so they have picked, they put like an All-Star Race right smack dab in the middle almost, it seems like. And so, um, yep, that'll be on Sunday, 26th, um, which is two days from now. What do you know? Uh and so that so that'll be a Texas Motor Speedway, and then right after that, the 29th, they go to Charlotte, which is where the NASCAR Hall of Fame is. If you didn't know, that's your tid to all the viewers who are listening. And if you're not listening, well, sucks for you. Uh, I'm never telling that tidbit ever again. So, if you're listening, congratulations. If you're not, well, that's awful. Um, yeah. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. Um, they actually have two races on Sunday, one at 530, which is the open race. And then the eight o'clock is the race race. Um, cool, 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 cool. Let's go to F1. See what's going on there. So we got any news and notes. Uh F1 will not replace Russia. There will be the season is to have 22 races. Um, shocking, really. Um, they will not replace the canceled Grand Prix this year. They're just going to have 22 instead of 23. So. Obviously, with what's going on in Russia, they can't really race over there. So I get it. 
totally get it, actually. Just getting rid of that race completely. Um, so 22 instead of a record 23. What are you going to do? Sometimes for the sake of other people and the safety of other people, you got to do what you got to do. And so I'm here for it. Um, let's see. This weekend, uh, it's the Spanish Grand Prix. Ah, Barcelona. What a time. What a time to be alive. On May 22nd at 9 o'clock in the morning, Eastern Standard Time. Um, love to see it. Love to see it. Um, they didn't have one last week, so it would be like two weeks off. Oh, and then the week after that, we got Monaco. Oh, my gosh. This is going to be fruitful. Oh, I cannot wait for Monaco, actually. That is on my bucket list, if anybody didn't know. Go to Monaco. Prime destination for F1 racing. Um, I've talked to many people about that, and they definitely agree. Uh, so, I don't know. Let's let's see what the standings look like. I don't, Obviously, I don't think they've changed since there hasn't been any racing going on, but Charles Leclerc obviously still has a fantastic lead. Uh, will Carlos Sainz Jr. have something to say about this weekend as they go into Barcelona? Um, will Red Bull still retain its lead after this week? Will Mercedes do some damage? I don't know, man. Red Bull's got a really good team this year. Uh, and so does Ferrari. Uh, I don't know. Well, they're going. Keep what they got going on. Uh, Max Verstappen, uh, will he come in first? Uh, we all know he's got 85 points right now. Uh, he's he's down, but certainly, certainly not out. And it's early in the season, so they got he's got plenty of time to come. Th- um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, twelve, fifteen. Think about it. Uh, about almost twenty races left in the season, so he's got plenty of time. And um, happy to see. Uh, the only Brit in the top five. Way to represent. And I know my boy Ryan would be happy about that. Or excuse me, our boy. Uh, since he is British born. Uh, if he's listening to this podcast, I hope you're happy that I mentioned you because you're just an absolute beast. Um, Sergio Perez in third. Okay, okay. I see it. I see it. Um, yeah, kind of a tight race once you get into like the third or th- fifth. But other than that, it seems right now just a one-two. Um, well, Charles, he started off hot. Um, but Max, Max is – he's coming back just a little bit. I kind of want to see if he if he takes over the next two races, especially in Monaco. Um, that would be very nice. Uh, Ferrari still has a six-point lead over Red Bull. Mercedes, eh, lacking behind a little bit. And then after that, it just drops off. And obviously, as you can tell, or as – you know, if you – and see that these teams, um, Ferrari, Red Bull, Mercedes, those guys really, really have the best teams when you think about it and you really dive into it. McLaurin has got some, um, but not really as good as the top three. Um, uh, I, I, I think I have, I think I have a little bit more time. Uh, let's. Let's see what the truck series has to offer real quick. 
uh, before I just hand over the reins back to our 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 man, large and in charge, Spence the fence. Um, let's see, camping truck world series, camping world truck series. All right. Yes, 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 yes. That. The Camping World Truck Series at Texas is happening right now, gentlemen. Right now as we speak. Friday, May 20th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Texas Motor Speedway is busy with a lot of trucks and a lot of good stuff going on. Um, honestly, I hope that Ben Rhodes comes through and wins the race. Uh, native. Um what becomes through and wins a starting grid place. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, actually, let's see this. I can probably give you the live update. Probably give you the live update here. Oh, no, I cannot. Cool. All right. Well, uh, yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, cool. I do not have anything else for you, Spence. Uh, that is pretty much it. Um, so yeah, back to you, buddy. All right. Thank you, Dolan, for that. Um, that will conclude our first part of the show. We're going to take a quick ad break. And then when we return, we got some news and notes regarding the National Basketball Association. So don't go anywhere. And we're back from our ad break. Whereas the other day, the NBA draft lottery took place. Um, the NBA draft lottery has changed over, this, over the years. But basically determines the top four picks for the upcoming draft this year. The Orlando Magic were the winners of the draft lottery, and they will be selecting number one in what is considered a three-player three draft with Paolo Bancaro from Duke, Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga, and Jabari Smith out of Auburn. Um, those three guys, consensus top three in some order. Um, obviously, you know, some guy could easily sneak up in front of those guys. Um but congratulations, Orlando. You've now won the lottery again. The last time they won, they had 04. Selected Dwight Howard, which worked out really well for them. They made it a NBA Finals with Howard. Uh, before that, you know, they had Shaq. They had Chris Webber when they won, but then they traded him for Penny Hardaway. So they've had some success in the past with the NBA draft lottery. Dolan, your Thunder um, finished second. The Kings jumped up to fourth place, which good on the Kings. Uh, Detroit, kind of the biggest loser. They dropped. They dropped out of the top five from potentially three all the way down to five. It's only a two-spot drop, but it could be make or break, especially if you have a guy like Cade Cunningham, who was taking the more overall last year. Um, again, we've seen the draft in history. You can get guys at one. You can get guys in the second round. It's all about who you draft and how they fit in the system. Um, Dawn, I know that you, you may or may not have sat down and actually watched the video of them drawing the balls, but I know you had a U.S. team – of interest in this year's lottery, your Thunder. So take me through um, 
your night of watching the draft lottery, seeing the Thunder, you know, make the top four and then gain the second pick in this year's draft. Really disappointed. Um, really disappointed the Thunder's luck couldn't come through to to get the first overall pick. Um, but it's okay. I believe you or somebody else sent me a uh, a message or about how uh, the Thunder's second overall picks have tend to be pretty good players. Gary Payton and Kevin Durant, uh, most recent or most notable. Um, well, I don't know, man. We'll see if Sam Presti has another miracle in him. Uh, to be honest with you, I just want a shooter. I just want somebody who can make some make some good fortune come out of this and uh, get Thunder back on track. I don't want to be. I don't. I don't. I really don't want to be stuck in a uh, rebuild for for a long, long time. Um, I'm sure. I'm sure Sam and the other Thunder fans feel the same way. But you know, I'm trusting him. Trusting Sam will come through and pick good players that can get him back on the right track and back to the playoffs. Hopefully. All right, uh, Chris. I know you had no rooting interest, but you know it's always something to talk about the draft lottery. So, uh, your thoughts on the draft lottery, what it means for Orlando, anything else you want to add on that front? Um, I, I got to say bad luck to uh, Portland. Uh, Dame Lillard, I caught when they were interviewing Dame about what they need for him to uh, make this team successful. Now that CJ's, uh, CJ uh, was traded away and went to New Orleans. I, I feel bad for Portland. I feel really bad for Portland, man. I mean, they are not in the best uh, location, I would say, a free agent market. It has not had the history of winning, um, you know, the big chit. Um, it's it's just kind of like these okay cities. Like, you know, not okay city, you know, you know what I mean. Yeah. But it's one of those, you know, mediocre type cities. It, it's a better franchise than – Sacramento historically and other like, you know, Charlotte has always been kind of at the bottom Uh, Orlando the same way uh, really since after, you know, Penny and Shaq in the nineties. But since then Orlando's just been kind of this kind of team, Sacramento has always been the kind of the graveyard of NBA players. So I feel really bad for Portland, and he Dame really wants to try and win a chip there. I'm sorry, man. Like you just you got you got to learn to move on, take your career into your own hands. Because I think on any I think on any other team, Dame could absolutely win a, a championship if he is on any of these four remaining teams as a starting point guard. Um, he's pretty much going to win. You know, I think they have a much better chance. The only the only point guard you cannot replace on a team is Steph Curry, obviously. But put him in Dallas. Oh, Dallas has a really good shot with Luka. Put him in Boston. Damon, Jalen, uh, uh, Marcus, you know, Al hit and miss, and, J- and of course, Jason Tatum. Oh, that's a team. Miami, when you got... Jimmy, you got Jimmy Buckets, Bam Adebayo, Tyler coming off the bench, Max Struss coming off the bench, giving you some points. Ooh, man, that's a good team. But with Portland, I just feel bad for them because it's not like the NFL where a top 10, it's like, oh, my gosh, he can be a real good player. A top 10 in the NBA is, is uh, related to, like, a second-round pick. 
where it's like, he, he's good. We'll see what he can do. But, like, we don't think, you know, this guy's the franchise where the top five usually is in the NBA. But I, I feel good for, you know, Dalton, OKC. You know, how he was talking, it's kind of like he wanted the 14th pick more than the second. Just because, like, the same well, reason. OKC's okay, picking 12 with the Clippers pick. 100%. But, like, it, it, sound, it sounds to me when Dalton was talking – a couple nights ago, where he's just like, man, I hate number two. I'm like, wow. You hate <laughs> I, I will tra- – Miami is going to have close to um, – well, it's how the regular season ends, and, like, Miami is going to have, like, the 26 or 27 around there. Like, I will happily trade you that pick, and you can go to the 27th. If you don't like two Dalton and you're the GM, trade me the 27th. That that seems fine. But like, obviously, there's been great players after that two, three. Heck, and there's a their two-time NBA MVP is a former second-round pick, and nobody even saw him get picked. They were watching a Taco Bell commercial instead. So, I, in my opinion, stop complaining. Second round, the second overall pick is still going to be, I still think it's going to be a very good pick. NBA, it's always wishy-washy, but in the NBA, I think the second round pick, especially for OKC, it's going to be a really good one with three, you know, three really good players, as Spencer, Spencer mentioned, that are all number one overall capable. So unless you don't, you know, you draft a guy I've never heard of, then we got a problem. But I think OKC is going to do fine. It's going to be another rebuild for, I think, another year or two. Y'all are still really young. But you keep patient, and I think OKC can work itself out. All right. Next, on to the NBA playoffs. Uh, We'll go to Dolan first because Christian and I have some hashing out we're going to need to do in a second. Of course. Regarding the series, it's all friendliness. But, Don, your thoughts on the Celtics-Heat series so far? I think it's just so bonkers. It's ridiculous, okay? You guys have blowouts in back-to-back games, and one team's blowing out the other team, the other team's blowing out the other team. And I freaking can't make up my mind. I'm like, okay, so which team actually belongs here? I'm freaking making jokes because I know you guys are going to hash it out later. But, you know, I'm just the man in the middle who literally does not care. Uh, and I'm just sitting here like, wow, you know, I wish my team could be playing in June and late May. But, uh, I mean, the Celtics feel like feel like a good team. Obviously, the Heat feel like a good team. Uh, I have, you know, um, like, <laughs> Marcus Smart seems to be like the 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 heart of the Celtics team. No offense to Jason Tatum, but I love me some Marcus Smart. I think he's a beast on the defensive end. Um, shout out to DPOY. Also, your um, first team All NBA uh, defensive team. Yep. Uh, and uh, Christian for your Heat. I think Jimmy Butler is is great. Um, I also think that you guys need a free Duncan Robinson. Give that man some more minutes. Seriously. You can't just give all the minutes to Tyler Hero. Sure, we want some hero, but we can't have Tyler being the hero. Yeah, I said that pun. I really did. Um, And 
You can like it or dislike it. I don't care, but you got a free Duncan. And heck, put Udonis Haslam in the game. I'm being serious. Go a little bit deeper than seven seven players. You saw Boston go a little bit deeper. Sure, sure, it was a was a blowout at that point. But Ime Udoku, he, he did not he did not shy away from giving more players some playing time, some PT, as the locals would call it. Um, but hey, uh, also credit the Celtics. You know this last game they went nine for eleven from three point range, which is a record. Like. Are you all ever gonna start that hot like, uh, like ever again? But, like, that was that, that, that. Yeah, that was crazy. That was nuts. Um, Christian's just over here shaking his head like, "Gosh, that's ridiculous. That's crazy." Um, um, I mean, we'll see how the Boston series go. Or, well, the series in Boston, these next two games are. Um, but yeah, I'm. I know I know you all are probably thinking this is way too way too literal and ridiculous, but it it starts with who's gonna start out hot. Uh I mean we've seen two blowouts already. Um Spencer can't trust his team past you know, past halftime. Um and there's like no no lead is safe in the NBA nowadays with the three point shot. Um I'm just going to go off the rails a little bit, but prime example, prime example, Golden State was down by more than 15, I think, at halftime, and now it's a two-point game at the end of the third quarter. Uh, well, I'm pretty slow, um, but at least my TV is. You all might be a little bit faster, but now it's a close game. So with the three-point shot, you can never tell. No lead is no lead is safe. Uh, and, well, I think, I think that this is um, – Going to be a really, really good series. I still have the Celtics in seven games. I still think they're the better team offensively and defensively. Christian, no offense to your team at all. I like your team, but I just think the Celtics are better. Um, although, again, Heat, prove me wrong. Prove me wrong. I have no, no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? I would not mind if they proved me wrong. Seriously. All right. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Um, but I think this is going to be an outstanding series regardless. All right. So, Christian, let's just – okay, we're two games in. Let's break the games down one by one, okay? Is that good with you? Yep. Let's go ahead and do that. Yeah, okay. So, game one, um, Boston, you know, started off – actually, Miami started off hot. Boston kind of responded. Uh, Celtics took a halftime lead. Uh, you know, I'm feeling good because, I like, I, I – you – Choose lives or not, but like game one, I figured you know short turnaround from a game seven, high intensity. Though albeit they did blow Milwaukee out um, towards the end, and Grant Williams had a hell of a game there. I just thought you know short rest, and, and then they came out. You know Al Horford didn't play because he was health and safety protocols. Uh, Mark Smart was banged up; he didn't play. I was not expecting to win game one. Being up at halftime, I was very surprised. And the third quarter hit, and I'll let you take away with the third quarter and what happened there. So third quarter started <laughs> off, and we started off for, I think it was the first six, seven minutes, a 22-2 to two run. Jason Tatum in the third quarter, uh, like I said, he, he, he's a star. He's not a superstar yet. He hasn't reached, I think, top five, arguably top ten player in the NBA right now. But obviously he's Boston's best player, and there's no denying that. 
but Jason Tatum had six, had, I think seven turnovers in the entire game. He had six in the third quarter, or he had, I think, four in the third quarter during the 22 to two run. Miami took a 2020, uh, 22. My gosh, it is so hard saying all these twos. 22 to two run. Uh, and Jimmy just kind of went off there. You know, Jimmy, you know, during that game, during that little run, it, it was just blown out of the water. And every time Boston tried to have a little comeback, you know, 10 point, you know, a 10 point lead, it got moved to a 15. Then they come back and within seven, and then they get out to 14. So it is always, it was always a competitive game from the start. But, but in my opinion, and so does everyone else, the 22 to two run in the third quarter where Jason Tatum just pretty much fell apart in that, uh, in that span, that's what got the game. That's what got Miami to win that game one. And in my say, this is just my opinion on how game one looked. Marcus Smart was out because of his was it his ankle or something like that. I forget. I forget the exact injury. I, I'm blanking on it too. Yeah. It, it, well, Marcus Smart was hurt, and then Al Horford was out for uh, COVID and health and uh, safety protocols. So Al Horford, who I mean, he went he went toe to toe with Giannis, and Giannis Giannis is way better than Bam. I, like we saw that uh, throughout the regular season. We saw that last year in the series between Milwaukee and Miami in the first round last year. Al going up against Bam, it well, we'll talk about game two. It wouldn't look right. So Bam would have an advantage over that. And with Marcus being out, obviously defensive player of the year, you know, definitely, you know, there's of course this year, the best defender in the NBA. In everyone's opinion, he's for sure top three. Marcus being out of that game, it's gonna help our front court, backcourt, excuse me. I always get them confused. I don't know why. Yeah. Backcourt helped us out because Kyle Lowry has been missing for God knows how long. <laughs> and Max Truss has had to carry the backcourt. I, mean, uh, I mean, Gabe Vince was three for seven from deep. It seemed like he wasn't going to miss in that quarter. It, he really didn't. But, like, Gabe, like, Gabe Vincent and Max Truss is carrying our backcourt. Tyler Harrell and Victor are coming off the bench. In what reality <laughs> except ours? Sheesh, Mark, like, this is our 616, and holy crap, this is interesting. But anyway, and that was a Marvel reference if you guys do not understand that. But anyway, like, our our team is very weird how it's complex. I don't think we have a superstar on the team. Um, I think Jimmy Butler is a tremendous player, obviously. He has his hits and misses. He is probably not the best overall best basketball player uh, on the planet. I think we are a superstar away. And, you know, Spencer, you can take game two in a second and explain how y'all just absolutely whooped us. But the reason why I picked Miami in seven, even though I thought I knew Boston was a better team, they were a better defensive team. I think their best player is better than ours. I think their center, you know, especially in, in his prime, is better than Bam is right now. And Bam's just a little bit better just because Al's older. I think their backcourt is better because ours is just injured and our better players are, you know, our better guards are better coming off the bench instead of the starters. Obviously, the you know, the wing is, you know, Jason Tatum is head and shoulders above Jimmy Butler in terms of talent at that young of an age. So, 
I knew Boston was a better team. I think they're coached. I think coach goes to uh, Spolstra just a little bit. Just because well, he's got the experience. Yeah, he's got. Like I said, he's got the. That's what I was gonna say. Like, he has the experience. <laughs> he has rings. You know, with LeBron, obviously, but without LeBron, one. Oh, he didn't win with Dwayne Wade. And, yeah, yeah, he was the head coach in 06. And yeah. I was. One thing I thought that. I'll look that real quick. I thought that was the year. I thought it was two years before. I could be 100 percent wrong. But anyway, he's won. Yeah, he was. He's won he champions. Was. He was the head coach when they won the championship. In, in 05, 06? He was an assistant, maybe. He was an assistant there. Yeah, Pat Riley was yeah, the head coach. I was going to say, Pat Riley was the coach, I thought. Yeah, you well, got that. I, I don't know what I was thinking. Well, Eric was definitely, like, he was, like, the top assistant or whatever. Yeah. But anyway, like, Eric has won championships as an assistant, as a head coach, with Dwayne Wade, with Shaq. I mean, he he's, he's taken teams to the Eastern Conference Finals. He's taken team to the Finals. Uh, even though the bubble, even if Miami would have won that series somehow, some way, I wouldn't count it as a real championship just because the teams had three months off. Tyre Hero in his rookie year was uh, before the bubble was like okay. He absolutely blew up in the bubble and it got him a song out of it with Jack Harlow. You know, shout out Louisville native, but like he hasn't been the same yet. Tyre Hero, right now in his career, he's a great sixth man. He, as a starter, he's not really reliable, but as a sixth man, he is. I knew from day one, I thought Boston was going to win. Honestly, in my opinion, I thought Boston would win five. The only reason why I picked Miami Heat in seven is just if we win, <laughs> if we win four games, it's going to be gritty. It's going to be games like this where we could have one advantage in one game and get destroyed in another. Boston, I think they have the advantage. They're going to go in Boston for next two games, and then they may close it out in Miami. Like, they absolutely possibly could. But I, I was overall surprised that we're 1-1. One one. Um, I'm surprised we're not 2-0. and oh. I thought, of anything, this could have been a sweep, and it would be awful because, you know, like Spencer said, Boston just defeated Milwaukee in a – you know, grueling game seven, uh, seven game series. Game seven wasn't really grueling, but you know, seven games is a lot. To like a day, one day of rest, and then they go immediately to another game. And they start off really good, and with two top, you know, two top five players on your team are out because of injury or, uh, you know, COVID protocols. We should have an advantage, right? And we did, but. My name in our little chat is eleven. <laughs> it's eleven W twenty five loss. When they're when two of their best players are off the or out from the entire game, we win just a smidge over double digits. That they almost they double us more than double with when their uh, team is fully back. So I know Boston's gonna have an advantage going into Boston. Miami, like we're a star away. Bradley Beal. Um, if Dane wants, if he still wants to wear red and white, come down to South Beach. You know, literally any guard wants to play for us, please. I will beg of you to come. Like we we got we got Jimmy, who's really he may not be the best player, but he's the daggum best dog in the he entire. He's been tremendous in both games. I mean, forty one in game one, and no threes in that game. And I, 
forgot to mention. He was attacking the basket and drawing fouls. He, he's great. He was great in game one. And it was absolutely tremendous. And people want to say, well, you know, it, it's Jimmy Butler and they couldn't really guard anybody because yada, yada. Like, you, no one wants to give credit to Jimmy Butler just because Jimmy is not the flashy play like, you know, LeBron. And he's not the stud like Zion and all this stuff. Nobody wants to give Jimmy his credit. Philadelphia decided, let's go Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. We saw exactly what that happened. Jimmy Butler is the best daggum dog in the fight. And his attitude, like, it, it's awesome. I love his attitude. He may not be the best player. He may not be even be a top 15, you know, NBA player, you know, now. Um, now with remain feeling I'm just saying overall in the NBA. But, like, he's still a very daggum good player. He's definitely – he's made himself to be like, okay, I'm actually in these games. So, I, I think I seriously think we're one, you know, star away. Bradley Beal, a dame. I got to look at the free agency pool of, you know, the up like possible free agents and see who can Miami go after or try and trade for. Um, but if Miami somehow goes in the – and goes in the finals, I'll be completely shocked – if we win the entire daggum thing, holy crap. But I just think Boston has an advantage right now uh, as it's how we lost uh, just a couple nights ago. Yeah, no, game two was uh, – you say fully healthy. Uh, well, to be fair, Derek White, he's been, like, in the rotation. He had a birth of – I believe it was his son. He had a, he had a birth of a child with his wife. Um, congratulations to him and the missus on having a child together. Uh, he had a missed game two for that. And again, I don't fault him for that. It's your first child. You had to be there for that. Um, Boston got j- done. Derek White is in Boston, ready to go for game three, presumably. Uh, Horford. Now, that was something that I don't know how much you followed that, being on the opposite side. But it was like he went from unlikely to doubtful to questionable to that he's available. And he's not only playing, but he's starting, uh, playing 33 minutes, getting 10 points. Um, for the Celtics, Robert Williams, I'm glad he's back. Love to see it. There were so many blocks. It just felt like watching the game. There was five blocks from Boston's side. Uh, only three on Miami's side. Although, if I'm being honest, that one play by Tyler Hero was totally a block. It was not a foul, but I'm not going to complain because it rewarded ball, Boston, some free throws there. Um, anyway, it, okay, just an all-around good game from Boston. Of course, Miami... Gabe Vincent is – he is someone who I have – I know the names I look at Miami box scores a lot. Um, he's not bad. Like, he's actually fairly – I don't know what kind of with Miami is, but lock him up to some degree, not like give him the bag or anything. But he is a good player. I mean, UC Santa Barbara, he's 25 years old now. Um but, Chris, you guys got a great player with uh, Gabe Vincent. Max Struess began his career in Boston, Summer League. Um, hell, even Caleb Martin, the, you know, former Martin, uh, even his twin brother at Nevada. Like I said, you said Miami has no star, but their team and the cohesion with the team and the units there, it is something that most teams don't have with all those superstars. 100%. And it, it kind of, like, we're the entire opposite of Brooklyn – Philadelphia and Lakers. And, and Lakers 
where it's it's not star driven, but the chemistry is so good. And you're 100 percent right. And I'm not saying when I was talking like, oh, we need a star. Like Max Trust is good, Gabe Vincent's good. Everybody on our team is a good basketball player, and they're you know they're starting for an Eastern Conference final team, and you know they're not scrubs at all. But there is a difference between like they're they're, they're good ball players, but are they game changers? And I, I would absolutely love these guys to stay around if we could just you know pop in a Dame, pop in. Yeah, you need like yeah, 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 you're one player away. Like well, seriously, and I, I do believe it's one player away. If we can somehow get the one player and try not to lose anybody, and of course we all we all talk about this like as sports media, we all talk about oh, if you know next year you just keep the entire team the same, it'll be you know you'll get better. Not really. It turns on you know injuries happen. You know, 29 other teams are trying to get better as well. They're not the same team that they were last year and, you know, better or for worse. So there's just a difference. Sometimes you guys have a different edge and all this stuff. So I'm not saying we get a Beal, we get a Dame, we get somebody, we're going to be like start. We're, we're going to be the final champions. What I'm saying is this team is – seriously, if we – if Kyle Lowry just stayed healthy and was able to just, you know – put up 15 points a night, we could do a lot better. But Kyle's been out. Oladipo has not been, you know, he's not Oladipo. Tyler is just not that guy, you know, as a starter. And we've seen that in regular season. And we know as six man, he's great. Or not great, but very good. So we are one star away. But like Gabe, like I'm extremely proud of Gabe Vincent and Max Struss, guys we've never heard of. You know, especially me, you know, I, I'm like, well, I never really heard of this Max guy. I never really heard of Gabe. And they're, you know, they're carrying our front front backcourt um, and making our team, you know, competitive is a shock to me. But we are one of those athletic, very gifted uh, guards away from being one of those, you know, hot rising contenders. Yeah, I mean Boston won Game Two by twenty five. Boston's series just back. Uh, again, for my sake, I want Boston to obviously sweep it. Christian, uh, obviously you would want to sweep if you guys split it. That's even better. Not even better. That's not what I want. Met. Um, if you can get at least a split. Go back to Miami, tied it to it's the best of three. You guys get two games at home. Um, you gotta be full confident your chances there because you guys are gonna show you won on the road. And you still have home court. There's a reason you guys were the one seed this year. Uh, anyway, on to the Western Conference. Uh, before we get into the series uh, that's currently going on, we need to discuss this. The Phoenix Suns, hmm. the one seed in the Western Conference. You're up 2 nothing. You didn't help. You're tied at 2. You have the series in your bag. You're game 7 at home. And it was one of the biggest disappointments I've ever seen. Where you're at home and you lose, you're down 40 at one point. You're down, you're getting outscored at halftime. You're getting more than doubled. Uh, Luka Doncic has the same amount of points that your whole team has. And we all thought Phoenix was game finals last year. Um, they look like they should be going back. And it was such a letdown 
for them. I mean, their starter, Booker and uh, CP3 no-showed, it seemed, that game. Uh, Dawn, we haven't heard from you in a while. Your thoughts on the letdown the Phoenix Suns had in Game 7 at home against the Mavericks? Absolutely couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it done. We had Luka by himself, pretty much. Well, with the emergence of Jalen Brunson. I mean, can you can we see this guy's highlight tape? I mean, it is. Oh my gosh, it's fantastic. Um, but just absolutely bonkers, man. They're playing out their minds. Dallas going to the conference finals. Uh, you know, we think about this every year. Myself and Chloe. A surefire, surefire, another second straight finals appearance. Just um, something that we'd love to see. But another thing, too, Phoenix just doesn't have enough within the CP3. CP3 is one of the best point guards of all time. Yeah. Statistically, I mean, his his ability to carry teams and be able to culture completely. Culture changer. I mean, he's easy. We 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 start with his name. We start with his name, um. But they, they just they just couldn't get it done. The Mavericks came out literally firing away three point range and all, um, playing with the setting setting the tone immediately, um, what it was going to be like, and it was awful for Phoenix Suns fans. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't good. Luca, Luca had all the motivation in the world, um, and he he wanted to really take it to Phoenix. He wanted to take it to Phoenix, Phoenix Suns organization, the entire crowd. Uh, he wanted to show them. He wanted to show them that uh, Dallas Dallas was here and they're moving on. Um, obviously to the conference finals. Um, and quite another. Another season underwhelmed uh, by the team who had the best record, I'm pretty sure. They had the best record in the NBA this year. Um, the regular season champs. Congratulations. Uh, Christian, your thoughts on the just disastrous showing, uh, not even showing, the no-show, it seemed, from Phoenix in Game 7 against Dallas? Um. It it's disappointing. It really is. You know, Devin Booker has been in the league. It feels like forever, even though he's not even thirty yet. Um, Chris Paul, he's th- this guy has been through so much crap. You know, he you know he got drafted by one of the worst teams. You know, one of the worst franchises today in the NBA, and you know he was in New Orleans, and then of course the Hurricane Katrina hit. So he couldn't play at home. So he never really had a home feeling for his team. Uh, he was going to be traded for the Los Angeles Lakers, but they said, "Nah, you're going to the Clippers instead." Had to build, you know, had to be the best player in, you know, the second, not even the second best team in L.A. at the time. It was better than L.A. Lakers, but Clippers over Lakers. Come on now, and then. I've been dealing with the James Harden situation in Houston. Uh, James Harden just kind of disappears. You know, when you know when people need him most, James Harden will not be there for you. Uh, he is pretty much the opposite of State Farm, which Chris Paul is a part of. 
And Vinny goes to Phoenix. This team feels like has it never has direction. It always seems to just be in a crapshoot. And really, Chris Paul, I think the only reason Chris, and also, by the way, went to Oklahoma City, carried that daggum team with Shy, completely forgot about OKC. Um, they are a forgettable franchise. Sorry, Dalton. But anyway. I get um, it. I completely get it. It's kind of like the Packers in the NFL. Small school, small team. 100%. Whatever. If Aaron, Rod- if Aaron Rodgers wasn't on that team and Jordan Love is the quarterback, oh, oh God help us. See, anyway. that's what, yeah. Okay. Exactly. So anyway. Yeah. And, and similar colors. We have white. That's the only color we have in common. So anyway, well, everyone has white. So anyway, um, Chris Paul carries that team for shot. I think Chris Paul looked at Phoenix when he went 10-0 and 0 in the bubble and was like, oh, daggum. If, you know, I go there, I'm the better, you know, I'm the better point guard than I, I forget who was the point guard. Alfred Payton, maybe. Um, I go there, I can make this team really good. They got to the finals the very next year. And no one thought they were going to do good. No one thought they were going to beat L.A. in the first round. They did. No one thought they could, you know, uh, they didn't play Utah at the time because uh, Utah got beat by, who did they get beat by last year? Clippers maybe? I don't know. Anyway, um, you know, Phoenix goes to the finals. And then this year, best record in the NBA, everyone said, like, this is the odds on favor. They struggled against New Orleans, struggled against them. And you could back them up saying, well, Devin Booker was hurt. Okay. And then all of May, what do you do? It just felt like they had no care in the world. Oh, it's only Luka. We do fine against Luka. You know, we defend Luka, you know, well, they're not going to beat us. We know this for a fact. They're not going to do, Jack, anything. Congrats. You, you know, you beat Dallas up by seven. Blew him out by 20 the next game. Two nothing. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, we'll let them win, you know, while we're here in Dallas. Let's go beat them when we're back. Uh, we can get blown out in game six. And then they just didn't dag them care. In game seven, didn't feel like any urgency. Chris Paul had 10 points on the night. Tons of turnovers. Chris Paul, we always define him as a guy who does not turn over the basketball. What has he done in, what did he do in the last four games more than anything else? Turnover of the basketball. He was just not the same guy. It is a huge disappointment for Phoenix. I would not say it's a coaching thing. I just think Luka Doncic, like he, whatever his beef is with Devin Booker, Luka, I lit a fire in Luka, and he's going to make sure, you know, I, like, oh, it's just me on that team. I will want, single-handedly carry my team. Yes, Jalen Brunson has done really well. You know, he took, I think, like 20 shots, um, you know, in the final game seven. And him and Spencer Dinwiddie, then three are the only guys that's making the count in uh, Dallas. But anyway, um, I mean, Luca, Luca doesn't really, you know, he's not overcoming Jason Kidd. Like, Jason Kidd is a, he's, he's a fine coach. Jason's a fine coach. Obviously, like, Milwaukee, like, okay. Jason is not the best coach in the world, but it's not like he's incompetent. <laughs> like, that's that's something. Like, Jason Kidd is a great NBA player. He's a fine coach. 
But Luca's had to be Luca hundred percent had to be the guy to carry his team past everyone else because there's really no star other than Luca. There's no other star that's really helping him. Like not Jalen Brunson. Oh, he shows up every once in a while. He's not. He is really that guy. Spencer Dinwiddie came off the bench. He could do something. He could not. Who knows? And then he got uh, Finney Smith and Reggie Bullock. That's it. That that's their team. Like Luca has had to triple the neck, the third best. Now Jalen is a very he's a roller coaster. He'll give you some really good nights. He put he's putting up twenty five currently against Golden State right now. He put up twenty five in that one game, but in the last ten, what you know, what has he been? Seventeen points. What is he against Golden State? Well, he only puts up twelve. So like he put up he put up fourteen in their loss. Then oh he put up twenty four. Well he put up eighteen. Well then he puts up twenty two. And then he goes back like he's very up and down, very hit and miss. Uh, of course it's like, oh, it's a couple score, it's a couple points. But like I'm saying, you're not getting consistently what you should. Jalen's gonna drop forty one night, only drop fourteen another night. It's been it's been the Luca show. Just call it the Davis Lucas, and they'll be fine. All right, now on to the current series that they're playing. It is Golden State Dallas. Christian Kyle alluded to it, uh, and Dalton did too. It was Dallas. It seemed like they were going to pull ahead in Game Two. Uh, still a game on the road. Um, sadly, it does not appear that way as the game. Is winding down. Uh, Dallas trails by nine with under four minutes to go. Um, Barring a comeback, if this game does go fun before we have the year, we. Um, if, if not, you know, the game's definitely fun by the time you're listening to this. And again, we're going to act like Golden State's going to be up to nothing unless otherwise stated. It seems like Dallas, you know, not because they need to win on the road, but it would have been very helpful. Again, you're going back home. Hopefully, you can, you know, protect home court. Um, one thing I did not mention at all was our for either anything. So, real quick while I have you guys, the standings. Christian, you're actually in first place at 24 points. Um, Dull Knight, we are tied at 21 apiece um, here. Um, Warriors, Mavericks, uh, Christian and I both said Warriors in six. Uh, Dawson, Mavs, and seven. Again, it, all the scenarios are still in play at this moment in time. Um, again, I'll be watching the rest of the series. It should be a fun one. Luka Doncic, I think he's, he's good enough um, that, I'm not going to say lead the team to the finals. It's definitely possible. But he will win you a game or two. Luka's just that special. And Dallas, um, I know Christian looked ahead with his Miami Heat. Dallas is another team to look ahead to. Because they could be very special if they get the right pieces around Luka next year. Christian, your thoughts on the series uh, Golden State-Dallas so far? Um, It's been very interesting. You know, obviously, um, it was, you know, wasn't an explosive night for anybody in particular. Um, for Golden State, Steph Curry did lead the points in that game with 21 for Golden State. But... When you look at Golden State and what they're capable of, it's so it's so random, but they're all they all can drop however many they need to. 
Um, their entire starting lineup dropped at at least 10, and so did Otto Porter Jr. and Jordan Poole. Very, you know, they are hitting – they're hitting a lot of the marks. You know, they really are. Andrew Wiggins has done really well. Jamar Green has done very well from, you know, defensive perspective. Just one of those tough guys kind of getting in your head. But Luca, man, I mean, like I said, he can't do everything. He just can't. He was 6 of 18. He was 3 of 10, same as Reggie Bullock in three-pointer. Jalen couldn't make one three-pointer. Dorian was 1 and 3. Uh, and, I mean, Spencer Denry was 3 of 7, you know, from three-point uh, range. And Davis Burtness, who, you know, just like, you know, the, you know, the, Big forehead ginger can't do a daggum thing. You know he was kind of hit and miss uh, in the first game. Golden State, they now that Phoenix is gone, and even if Phoenix won this daggum series, I'd still pick Golden State. Golden State is going to be in the Western Conference Finals. Um, if, if Dallas somehow does prevail, it, it's Luca. It's just Luca. Jalen does you know little hit and there. Spencer, a little, you know, a little bit here. Reggie, a little bit here. I don't, I don't see the Mavericks. Or sorry, let me rephrase that. I don't see Luca carrying fourteen other guys to the finals again and winning it. I, I don't, I just don't see that. If he does, it's Luca. It's a hundred percent Luca, not Jason Kidd, not Jalen. Yeah, they, <laughs> like, they're gonna celebrate like. Man, I did nothing that entire Dagum series. It was just Luka Doncic. That's it. Luka wins this Dagum series. He wins this series, period. He's the best player in the NBA. Like, that conversation, I think, is just over. He's the best player, and he should be MVP. I do. The most valuable player should be described as, if you take him off his team, the team has changed dramatically. Dallas would be in the top daggum four of the lottery without Luka Doncic. Without Luka, they are nothing. They are nothing without Luka. They are being carried by this guy. Mark Cuban better pay up. Like, not a cent, not a penny less than what Luka deserves. Because Luka is the only one that's carrying this daggum team. The only one. It's been Luka versus Golden State. And right now, you know, Luca is losing. And I'm saying Luca because it is his it is his team. He is down by seven. And so far in this game, who has been the guys to step up? Oh, Luca dropped 42. I'm glad Jalen is bringing 29. Reggie has 18. And then you look at everybody else. Spencer Dedwitty, non-existent. Same thing with Max Keebler, just non-existent right now. Um, Dwight Powell, you know, I'm thinking he got hurt early because he only has eight minutes. So he probably, he possibly did get hurt in this game. And this is live, by the way. So, you know, some mentioned now, now they are down by, uh, seven points again, but Golden State has been just carrying. Golden State has been doing a fantastic job. Steph has 32, Kevin has 21, Andrew 16, Clay 15. Uh, Jordan Poole coming off the bench is really good. You know, he has 19 right now, 7 of 10. And really, I just noticed this as well. Like, 
the most amount of points or most amount of threes, Steph only was six. Like they're not taking a lot of three point shots as you would think. You know, that's Reggie, that's Buka, that's Jalen. Man, Warriors are winning this game and are not taking as many threes as I thought. But uh, it, it's Luca. It's just Luca, Jalen on the side, and that's it. But I still think I'm still confident with my Golden State in six. Um, I think Golden State may lose one game in Dallas. Um, but Golden State, if they come out and win, the, you know, make this game final. I think it's kind of over, honestly. Like we saw, Phoenix was up 2-0, but Phoenix, Golden State is not like they're nurse. They saw Phoenix, where it's like Chris Paul just turned the football. The Golden State is they won it all. They have shown they can win it with this core of guys. Whereas Phoenix didn't get the job done last year. hundred percent. And it and with Golden State, they were this good before Kevin Durant. They they were champions before KD. And Steph Curry is just a different dude. Klay Thompson, he is not the same Klay Thompson than he was, you know, during that time, but he's still a really good dude. Jordan Poole's doing really well. You know, um, Kevin Looney has done well. I've so what is going on with James Wiseman? He's just out for the entire year. I couldn't tell you. I I have no clue. If James, if James Wiseman was playing, dude, I mean, Golden State would be the heavy odds on favorite. He might uh, have got injured. Let me double check that. I think he was because I have not seen him this entire – I haven't seen of him in this entire playoffs. So, I'm like, he must be hurt. And I'm not, like, full, like, yes, like, I'm like I'm totally into NBA, as I should be. But I so, said, like, James Wiseman was second overall pick and was doing very well when he was playing. Yeah, so he – Got injured. Um, he had rehab, was shut down. March 25th was ruled out for the remainder of the season. Ah, okay. Because I was like, like I, have I honestly heard, forgot I, about that I've too. I've heard a peep when I was really focused on the NBA. I've heard a peep about James. I'm like, what is going on? He has not been. I guess he hasn't been good. <laughs> That's what I thought. I'm like, wow, James hasn't really was a one hit wonder. She no, no, he's not like Duncan where he's out of the rotation. Yeah. And that's it's well when he's out for the year, yeah, you're not going to be in the rotation on ESPN. Um, yeah. but like if James Wiseman was playing, holy crap, this year, like nobody would be safe because James Wiseman, very young, very young, uh, very young and very young, yes, very young, very athletic, uh, absolutely tremendous player with Steph, with Clay, with Draymond, with a fully healthy core around him, can make this team very special. Um, but James, James Wiseman's going to sit on the bench, possibly get a ring. So, uh, I'm still very confident that Golden State can carry this on. Um, I just feel like I, I'm, I'm going to go to my grave for this. Luka Doncic, like, I, like you need to really fight for a star. You need to fight for literally anybody. It could be any position but yours. Fight to get another superstar there. Because if he's doing this with Jalen and Dorian Finney-Smith and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie, you can do it with a good B-plus player. So, Luca, get get the heck out of Dallas. Come to Miami. I don't care. I will trade Jimmy and Luca for a heartbeat. I will do – if it's Jimmy Bow or Luka Doncic, sorry, Jimmy, I love you. But, like, Luca with a good, talented core around him, He's an NBA champ because he's doing this with nothing 
Jalen is like a B, he's, he's a B minus player. He's put himself into a B minus position. He, you know, after tonight, I'll put him to a B. But like that's it. <laughs> like that that's it. It's just Luca. Just because Luca's had to carry this team all year. Jalen's hot every once in a while. Spencer's mm-hmm. hit and miss. But like Golden State's gonna win this. Yeah, no, I I want to laugh at Dolph for saying Mavs in seven, but I sort of like internally did that last round, and it ended up actually happening. Um, I thought Phoenix was going to be way too good for Dallas. I didn't take into account that Phoenix was going to quit that series. Um, but that's going to do it for us tonight. Without a bounce, um, John has having connection issues uh, again on his end, so he that's why he haven't heard his voice in a while. So. Um, as always, I'm Spencer Brown. And I'm Christian Ernst. And for Dolan Bishop, this has been Out of Bounce. Thank you again for listening. Enjoy the rest of your day.